This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods Network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast networks that you like. Today's show is about social media. And in this episode, I talk about why we are disconnected by the very thing that intended to connect us. I share my experience with early social network platforms and I also share how and why I broke out from social networks. Enjoy. A happy new year to you all and thanks for listening in uh, to today's podcast. I'm grateful for your support in the year 2021. I'm hopeful that we can have a blast together on this podcast in 2022. I mean, I had a great year last year. I still had challenges in a lot of areas of my life, but all in all, I just was grateful for the things that I was able to experience last year. I mean, I started this podcast. It's just something beautiful that I enjoy doing. I enjoy the grind of it, of preparing for a podcast, editing and recording podcast, publishing it, and, and all the things that go with it. And I also enjoy just the fact that I have an opportunity to share my story. No holds barred. I'm able to uh, just share my experiences and hopefully engage with somebody out there my my hope for this year is that we get to share feedback with me and tell me what you think about my podcast and the topics that i speak about and also just being able to listen to your views on the things that um, i've covered in my podcast and your own experiences with that i hope that this year we can sort of engage more you send me your feedback and contact me about these things I suppose that's what will, will make my first request on, of the year regarding this podcast. Today I'm talking about social media and social networks, something that's hugely popular out there, especially during this uh, pandemic with all the lockdowns and all people are just everyone on social media, TikTok and all that. So uh, let's get right into it. ASL. Sound familiar? Uh, how about I say the acronym in full? Age, sex, location. No? Ring a bell? I suppose some of you have recognized it. But for those of you who don't, that was the code in the early days of social networks. And in fact, they were not called social networks or social media in those days. They were called chat rooms. So you would go and select a chat room from multiple chats of your interest, uh, it could be cooking, it could be 
programming, it could be writing and all that. And then you would then uh, join that chat room and somebody in charge of that chat room would let you in. And then once you were in, the first thing you'd be asked was ASL, where you would respond with your age, your gender, uh, and your location. Um, I suppose this was the format uh, in those days. It's still the format. These days, it's guised in different ways, as you get to see. And uh, the format was basically, we want to know who you are by your age and then your gender and where you're joining in from. And, and usually, it would also be the way that people would decide whether they want to chat with you or interact with you in this chat room. Sometimes they're just plain odd silence, radio silence after you give them your age and sex and location. One of the things that uh, came out as a big flaw was that it was really difficult to know if someone was saying the truth about themselves. Was their age real or their gender really what they put out there? And most likely their location would not be their genuine location for all sorts of reasons. And sometimes the chats would be wonderful. Sometimes you'd be meeting new people and you'd sometimes just find some chat rooms that are completely empty. No one ever went in there. The platform was It's My. And I remember it had just been accessible, at least here in Africa, on mobile phones with uh, GPRS. Uh, those days, and you'd buy your data and that kind of thing. I think it was basically, there was no bundles or data. It was like you use your airtime. And uh, you needed to have a WAP-enabled device, which was like your web access protocol. In those days, um, you would access your web um, via Opera Mini or WAP Trick, which was like some sort of uh, web access uh, protocol portals like Opera Mini in the early days was like, I mean, it's still a browser, but it really was one way you could access some of these platforms. And it was a big deal those days. I mean, if your small device was able to access the web, no matter how slow, we didn't care how slow it was, it would just be there, right? Now, this age, sex, location format would live long enough to be used in Skype. And, and Facebook to an extent uh, in the early days. Um, and having experienced these sort of chat rooms and social networks, I'm, I must confess that by the time Facebook was launched, I had sort of an understanding of uh, its effects. I mean, call it a premonition. That's why I was not at all intrigued to be on it, despite the many family and friends that were on, already on it. Um, it did take me quite a while, really. I just never saw it to me. A few years earlier, MySpace was the platform, and I mean, most of you have interacted with MySpace. I remember skimming through MySpace every time I had an opportunity to access the internet. Um, those days you'd like pay for 15 minutes in an internet cafe back then because I mean you won't access MySpace on your uh, web uh, in access protocol enabled phone I 
probably think it would take you ages to see the graphics and pictures that were that were on MySpace. So back then you'd go like into an internet cafe. I can tell you right now, I was exposed to computers early on, but we never had the internet. And I remember MySpace. Uh, I I had the Monica on MySpace uh, AJ15. MySpace was a precursor in a way to future social networks because you could see celebrities start to have pages there and ultimately the visual appeal was like the pictures and you could um, see the videos, early videos of music videos and uh, you could see, uh, you could listen to music as well, I think. Um, yeah. And then there was Yahoo. I mean, who had not used Yahoo Messenger? Come on, if you're online, you're accessing the internet you'd have a Yahoo address, right? In fact, I feel like the messenger-type platforms like Yahoo had a more relatable use compared to what we have these days. But still, they had that uh, similar flow. How would you know that you're talking to real people and people are telling the truth? I mean, if you're chatting with someone you know who is in a different country, maybe a relative or a friend, I mean, that was okay. But if you're meeting a new person, uh, good luck. Now, the thing I want to show you is that I have been on the internet long enough to speak about what I'm going to. And folks, <laughs> I used these goofy platforms way before the internet or that's the coin i termed uh, regarding what the internet and all these social media platforms are like because everyone wants to see something now i want to do it now i want to click that video now i want to access that photo now download that music now so i, I like to call it the internet because everything needs to be instant so before it came into being i'd used all these uh, social networks uh, in their formal format right uh, by the way, I am an African. I was born in Africa and grew up in Africa, but I had an innate love for technology because I was kind of introduced to it early on. At least uh, my old man introduced my brother and I to it a, at a very young age. So I kind of um, was into it and I think my career choice was uh, decided early on for me, like, to be in technology so I mean we're not talking space age technology but like I have enough exposure to really have an understanding of uh, how things work there so yeah by then I was already kind of interacting with these things early early in my uh, teenage late teenage years as well there was never any sense of connection in these chat rooms you know uh, on the many platforms I used. And even though there were like common interests that you'd find, for me at least it was programming, computers, and maybe for other people it would be cars, cooking, uh, writing, and all that sort of thing. I mean, in the chat rooms, there was never a trust that you're talking to a truthful person, right? All you knew about them was their ASL, their age, their gender, and their location. And that too wasn't uh, necessarily true, you know what I mean. In early 2006 or 7, a couple of years after Facebook was launched, um, 
I did not know about it or that Facebook had been launched. And I remember my brother showing me a new thing on his WAP enabled phone and he was pretty excited about it. He, you could see he he had um, kind of tested it out. He's like, yeah, somebody sent me this and this is an um, a, like a platform where you could see people, connect with people you you long lost or who are in a different country. You could see their pictures and you know that sort of thing. He was quite quite hang on it, and um, I mean, he, he he talked about the appeal that you could connect to people even in a different country, anywhere in the world. And I must confess, I I was more fascinated by its name <laughs> than anything he was telling me about it that it could do. I mean. Um, my mind is curious about minute details like that, so I got hung up. Why do they call it Facebook? Facebook? I mean, it's a book with faces, right? As Mark Zuckerberg would say. I mean, Ralph loved the new platform. My brother, he, he, he loved it. I mean, it was interesting to him. And, I mean, these days the word app was not used, by the way, so it was a platform. And I think part of him was wondering why I was not interested in it especially being the computer person or computer geek, I should be excited to 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 try it out and all. I uh, I actually believe there were a couple of other reasons I probably wasn't that interested in it. I was preoccupied with other stuff and I also didn't think it was something that was important at the time, I suppose. And probably wasn't just sold on it. Uh, being and having that understanding of chat rooms and social platforms at that time. It wasn't until four or five years later that I ever thought about Facebook, really. I mean, I used Skype for my work, and I messaged and called people on my mobile device. So what what was the need? But late 2010, I had a friend who was in another country and I couldn't easily reach them. Uh, I mean, we used to communicate on Messenger and WhatsApp, uh, sorry, on Skype. WhatsApp wasn't there then. Uh, so my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and I were not on Facebook at all, um, but she wasn't that, that friend. So I asked her, like, could, could I try out Facebook and see if I can reach out to this friend of mine because they are always telling me about how easy it is to get in touch with them on Facebook and all. So she reluctantly agreed and she's like, well, the ends justify the means, right? <laughs> I connected to Facebook and connected to my brother who was like my first connection on Facebook. He was probably having more experience there than I had. And I did connect with my friend whom I was keen on reconnecting with. And some of my immediate family members were already on there. And so it began. But quickly I realized here was no ASL. Right? There was no explicit a request for me to give my age, sex, and location. I probably would give it in the form that you fill in when you are kind of registering on it, but not that explicit. Like it was implied, but not really explicitly put out like in the previous chat rooms. Interestingly, 
every day, however, I was told to upload more pictures, update more information as this way I could connect to people. Wow, okay, makes sense. And you always got these requests from people who basically connected to another person who was connected to you. And basically that was the whole thing, right? Connect, add more of your information so you are less anonymous. But less anonymous to who? The people I connect to or the platform? Well, I'm not going into the discussion about the platform today. But my stay with the social network did not last long. And I kept wondering why all those connections I had, like you had like 500, 1,000 connections or whatever that was. But it, did, it didn't mean anything. There was no real improvement or value in my communication or growth or any growth that was added but yet I had become well known, more well known by the platform itself than any of the people I connected with because it was collecting so much information for me, right? And you put a lot of stuff there. I came up with a summary of, of it all. And it goes like this. If I wanted to be noticed, I had to post something. If I wanted a like, I had to post something even more cool or flashy, like a new picture of myself or some sort of possession you have. And if I wanted to impress someone, I could check in and tell them my location of every place I was at or visited. This sounded all too familiar. So let me break it down for you. The new picture of myself I posted that showed how young or old or and handsome I was with my clean look, it depicted my age hmm. and demonstrated what gender I was. Hmm. Sex. Hmm. Sounds very interesting. The impressive places I was going to or visiting, including my own home. Well, folks, that sounds like my location. ASL had finally evolved beautifully and was freely being updated by all of us. I guess we were finally connected, but not to each other. It was more so to the platform. And obviously this has now notched a level higher with the addition of WhatsApp, which like pinpoints your location with your device and, and with your mobile devices in your home, wherever you are, you literally cannot be missed. I mean, so your location is like on point. So the platform was getting real information and was truly connected to us. Or perhaps we were now connected to the platform. But none of it needed to be really, really true. And that's the disconnectedness I want to talk about. As the social networks were truly connecting to me, I was getting disconnected to people, real people, and the real meaning of the word social. You know, when I post my best picture of me, 
I'm not really representing the true me or the feeling and vulnerability that is currently going on in my life. There are posts that are on social media, many of them actually, that are just to impress, attract attention, but are far from reality. When I posted a cool quote and you liked my post, I was translating that as you liking me or what I'm about. But basically, it's an attribute that may or may not be true about me. So it's clear that the like is superficial. You know, the creation of falsetto in music is defined as a as sort of a male or mostly male uh, singing a range that is beyond your normal range, right? I feel like that's exactly what people do on social media. You know, we project uh, ourselves beyond what we really are, or basically what we are not. We just put what we are not there, right? And that leads to this disconnection to real human relations. You cannot connect to something that's not real. No matter how much you try, then you're not connecting to the real thing. You're connecting to something else and that doesn't exist. So there's a disconnect that's happening there. And that's my point. Basically, while we are connected and by giving true information to the device or platform that we are on, we are providing untrue depictions of who we really are to impress people, to be accepted, to be admired. And the birth of self is followed. And that did not help anyone. I cannot imagine what a selfie is in real human relations. I, I, I actually can't translate it. Like you, you take a picture of yourself, make sure it's the best one, and then post it out there. And people are like, okay, that took 10 texts, <laughs> 10 texts to, to really come out. But in real relations, like, What's a selfie like in human relations? Like you're chatting with someone, you know someone, you're, you spend time with someone. What's a selfie? What, how would you translate a selfie in real human relations? Those are not true depictions of human relations. That's not real connectedness. Those are superficial things, you know. Next came emojis to describe what we are feeling or not. A smiley. When I'm actually not even smiling, you know. Or whatever that uh, laughing with tears emoji really means. You know that one? Everyone uses it, you know. Like, even when you're not tearing or possibly laughing. By the way, in, in the old chat rooms, long before your Facebooks and WhatsApps and all these emojis, we used LOL. Laugh out loud is not a new thing. That's one thing that you learned early on when you used the uh, old chat rooms on the earliest social networks. And, and you still think these things are new inventions. They're not. The emoji and smiley were something I was introduced to early on younger in my days interacting with computers. Like, you know, a full colon with a closing bracket would give you a smiley, a semicolon with a bracket would give you a smiley, and those sort of things you could do on your word processor and all those things. And that's your emoji, you know? That's, that's pretty much what the internet has done. It's like dressed up all these things, but 
they don't communicate emotion you know they don't communicate the real feeling i could post a smiley to my brother out there in europe who while we're chatting and i'm not even laughing you know i could be crying inside and putting a smiley out there all these tools are just engraving the disconnectedness that exists we are connected by device we are connected by internet we are connected with all these platforms but we are disconnected if there's no truth in the interactions if there's no authenticity in the interactions there's no connection and just more disconnection the platforms are getting what they want they're getting your edge they're getting your sex or gender they're getting your location they're getting your habits and that's going to turn into some monster we don't want to discuss today but my concern is we're not even connecting we're disconnected because we're not it's all based off of impressions that are not true and depictions that are not picking what we are or what we're doing you see while I was still a foreign imposter and was still many years away from breaking out the disconnection was bothering me how many friends did i have on facebook as numbers and how many real actual friends did i have i mean everyone is cool on social media right everyone is doing well as someone put it the other day like everybody's rich on facebook <laughs> but not very many are really connected and if anyone is seemingly struggling and they have the courage to put it out there suddenly everyone cares there's a comment to say i'm sorry i hope you're going through this thing and you have somebody to support you and everyone has sort of an answer for them or advice as well as suggestions but not really to help genuinely it's more to help themselves look good for reasons of feeding their own ego they make the post to show like they're concerned but beyond that they're not making any true effort to assist that person well others are just even plain old bullies who trod down on those who are already down they don't even bother about what you think of them they trod on that person if they had courage to do that that's what happens on social media people annoyers there's some who just um, Mr and Mrs perfect and you know what suicides are not recorded on social media and even more so it's worrying that they are not even linked to social media but many have taken their lives because of it so i did not like it I did not enjoy it and whether that was 3 or 4 months I lasted there back in the day I just was done It's funny my brother too was done <laughs> I mean he 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 too plugged out of it like we we closed our accounts I I closed my accounts and never missed it one bit have never done so Here's something interesting after disconnecting and plugging off i was still able to connect with my brother 
without the platform. And that same friend that I wanted to connect with as well, and even my family. So after I closed my social media experiment, I still could connect with those people in other ways that did not have to do with social media. Frankly speaking, I should never have tried it anyway. But that's no slight to me. That demonstrates imperfection and my vulnerability as a real human being. That sometimes I can go against my better judgment and do something that I don't really like, believe me. Thankfully, I was wise enough to never get on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, having learned from my experiences. But I was on LinkedIn for many years before it became what it is now as an early adopter. Ultimately, uh, it, it was actually the last platform I left uh, in 2016. And I do have good things to say about LinkedIn uh, because it worked effectively for what it was uh, as a professional network until a couple of years later when it evolved. You know, as someone in the technology industry, I still went on to be an early adopter of mobile-based apps like Google Talk, your WhatsApp before it went uh, uh, big and uh, public, and I was a great fan of BlackBerry Messenger, having used BlackBerry for many years. And all these platforms I, I, I used before they went really mainstream. I mean, Google Talk is now Google Meet, right? You know, the, the goal of the network uh, or social network has never changed. You know, it's, it, it's always been the same. They want to get information and the guys of helping uh, people connect, right, or help you advertise or whatnot. But the effect of disconnecting us has grown greater and the challenge of this disconnect is just humongous because it's right in your hand now, right? Like you move with your mobile device, it's now in your children's hand and it is seemingly a must-have or you're flushed out of society, right? Or the current world as it is. What used to be posts of photos have become video calls. We can post voice notes. I, with very valuable use, there's very valuable use, I must, I must add. I can't take that away from it. But the social aspect, that real component of human connection continues to phase out, fizzle out, and lose out. And the pandemic, I suppose, has raised the bar from, uh, in terms of this connecting of devices, you know, right? Little known applications like Zoom, which was something that we used in the corners of our corporate conference rooms, are now in the hands of the users, right? Microsoft Teams used to be like, um, it had a different name before, I forget right now, but it used to be in, in organizations only. Now you have Microsoft Teams on your phone, you know. Today, we believe if you're not on the internet, you're missing out or you're primitive or something's wrong with you. I guess I've become okay with all these labels. Well, actually, I became okay with all these labels 
that is the price of really being connected. In 2016, when I began my journey of breaking out of this imposter of a person I was, part of it was becoming more anonymous. I mean, I gave up my LinkedIn profile, confirming my escape from the corporate world. But for my own personal reason, I left WhatsApp, which was, each is still like the biggest thing now before uh, Facebook acquired it, I left WhatsApp for a whole year. I mean, I realized I was still able to communicate with my real friends and family via calls and emails and Skype on the odd occasion that I had to communicate with someone who was across the Atlantic or someone in another country. It was inconvenient for a lot of other people who wanted to get in touch with me but actually only because nothing about me appeared on their status update or timeline, right? Which is what people do nowadays. Remember how people scroll through Twitter for tweets or Facebook timeline? Well, that's, that's what everyone is doing on their status updates scrolling through and checking other people's posts about other people because most posts do not represent them anyway ultimately i was in no way losing out on anything and it grieved me greatly that i had to return to whatsapp in uh, late 2018 when my brother had to relocate to europe and I had no choice but to communicate with him. It is a useful tool, but you kind of learn to minimize its impact on disconnecting you along the way. I personally don't subscribe to status updates or posts anymore. I, I realize it's just really of no use or value to me. You can call it paranoia, but the tool is for messaging and calling. That's exactly what I will use it for, period. I have great appreciation for technology. It's my niche area. Uh, but I have great appreciation for real connections with people. I mean, I don't think there's anything social about these media that we use. And I'm sure it pretty sure, convinced it's really breeding imposter behavior. We had dinner tables with our phones, checking out the latest car, our connection board, and trying to match it with some achievements we too have made. Or perhaps we are finding how much inferior we feel to others who just went on a romantic getaway with their spouse. One picture of a couple in a resort location made you think and feel your relationship with your spouse is not romantic want that sort of life? The life based on one photo of strangers. You may know them, but you don't know their life. I broke out from that kind of life. Because I'm not perfect, and I want to be honest about it. 
I don't want to count the number of my friends or connections as the value of relationships. But rather, I would rather count the genuineness of one or two people just by the authenticity of our interactions. I also broke out from this kind of disconnect because I believe the pace I live my life has no business being threatened by the false pace of false achievements or truncated stories of success that are posted out there. I'm comfortable putting out my vulnerabilities and sharing my struggles publicly. If it's not glorifying myself or it's presenting a real picture of me to help someone else. And I believe that's not what current social media is about. It's not to help someone else. In fact, it contradicts proper social behavior as should be. Strangely, it's just so popular despite this. Breaking out of these platforms is an honest conversation with yourself. I had that conversation with myself and ultimately I did not find any reason that provided me the greater benefit. I did not choose to be a partial ghost on the internet because I thought it was unique. I dug deep to find who I really am and I found it has nothing in common with the propagated concept of social networks. Is it a useful tool? Yeah, possibly. The question is, for who? Metrics and measures have been done, but the impact of social media is still so understated. I mean, it's only recently that we're starting to hear some of these things pop out of what social media is doing to mental health and our children and the feeling of entitlement and all that sort of thing. And it's just a tip of the iceberg. How we will measure that? Give it 10, 20 years down the line when we have seen the tragedies, the behaviors of our future adults, some of which we are seeing now. Measure it then. Today's social media is really the same as those chat rooms I was in back in the early days. Basically, I know your age, your sex, your location, but I don't really know who you are. I'm connected to the chat room, but not connected to you because none of you is really true. Right, before I go, I just have one call to action today. And that is, you have to be honest about why you are posting anything online, man. And you really have to ask yourself, are you really helping someone or are you looking to glorify yourself? And why would you be looking to do that? Would you consume what you post? Look inside yourself and ask the question. Do you feed off praise of other people based on what you project to them about you? Find a way to connect with real people who will give you confidence about who you are no matter what. Disconnect from the first person and connect to real relationships with a real friend who doesn't need your updated status. Well, that does it for this episode of the Pretender Podcast, the very first one in 2022. Please continue to send in your feedback on the contact provided in the episode notes. And please, please remember to rate and review my show. And if you don't want to miss an episode, bookmark it on your Apple Podcasts or 
follow my show anywhere on your uh, network channel where you get your podcast and you get notifications anytime I post an episode. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.